Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports, having fun with you here on the fan at 877-337-6666. That's the phone number. Go ahead and use it. Phone lines are open. Sus is producing tonight. And no guests, just you and me. I got a bunch of questions lined up. Mine, some folks joined the fun already on Twitter with some excellent questions. I will get to them during the show. And of course, uh, your calls. All of that to do. We got about an hour and a half or so to do it out in 45, uh, 40 minutes or so. Look, here's the topics. Today in the NFL was a, I suppose, TGIF. Thank God it's football Sunday here in New York City. But after getting crushed today, can the Giants still make the playoffs? That's one of your questions, your topics to call in on. Look, uh, And I saw some Giants fans on Twitter blaming Daniel Jones for this debacle. And just stop, honestly. Don't pin this one on Daniel Jones. This was an embarrassing beatdown. Maybe it's not really embarrassing in the sense that it just showed by far how much better the Eagles are talent wise than the New York Giants. And we knew that coming into the season. We knew the Eagles would be better than the Giants. I thought today's game was the kind of thing, honestly, we would see most of the season from the Giants. I thought the Giants were a not very talented football team without a lot of depth. And then Brian Dable coached with some cojones to start the season and Played, the, the the team played aggressively, and they played to their strengths, and they took risks, and they didn't seem to be playing scared. And somehow, they went ahead and beat the Titans and the Ravens and the Packers, and they logged some good wins. And we looked up, and this team was in playoff position. And since then, yes, there have been injuries. Absolutely. Injuries are tough, but you know what? This is the NFL. Every team has injuries. And the difference is that the, the rosters that have depth, and that's not on Joe Shane, the GM. I get it. Look, Dave Gettleman and the last regime, they left the cupboard pretty bare here. 
The Giants don't have, even before the injuries, don't have as much talent as other teams. And part of that, then, is you don't have quality depth. So guys get hurt, and you're kind of screwed. And in particular, at the skill positions, I mean, in particular, at wide receiver. There just isn't much there. So Daniel Jones, tons of pressure. The game doesn't start well when Andrew Thomas, their best overall player, gets beaten for a sack. The first series, Daniel Jones is sacked twice. And then, of course, the Eagles come down and slice through uh, the Giants' defense-like butter. And Moreau at corner, he's just not good enough to be the number one corner. But obviously with injuries, Adore Jackson, the unnecessary punt returner, injured, not playing. And McKinney with the ATV injury on his bye week, not playing. And yeah, the Giants don't nearly have the talent to keep up with the best team in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. But it was, the score was 48-22, and that did not, that was a mercy 48-22, because the Eagles were just being kind in the second half, because their head coach, Nick Siriano, used to work for Brian Dable, and respects and looks up to and admires Brian Dable, learned a lot from Brian Dable, the Giants head coach. So Nick Sirianni was not trying to embarrass Brian Dable. He just couldn't help himself. His roster is so much better. Now, can the Giants make the playoffs? Yeah. As kooky as it is, it's all still in front of them. They got a break with the Seattle Seahawks losing to the Panthers. And so the Giants, Washington had a great day. They had a bye week, and they vaulted right into playoff position and are now the sixth seed. The Giants, though, with uh, Seattle losing, are the seventh seed. So they're still in playoff position. They need next Sunday night. It's, the game has been flexed into a Sunday night game, and it is for the season. And the Giants have to hope they get a little healthier, that some guys like Leonard Williams are back. They had Saquon Barkley had a little bit of a pitch count in this game. They only ran him nine times in, in, intentionally, so not a big workload there. And they have to hope maybe, uh, you know, Bredesen comes back on the offensive line. That would help. Interior offensive line, maybe they can upgrade there a little bit. But somehow it would be fantastic to get back a Dory Jackson or a, a Xavier McKinney. Julian Love had, a, had an awful play in this game where he just completely terrible angle whiffed coming in late on a play that then busts for another big play. Touchdown for Philadelphia. And this game was over. Once uh, The Eagles were up 21 nothing in 
about five and a half seconds, uh, you know, into the, you know, there they were in the second quarter up 21 nothing, and you knew the game was over. There was no way the Giants were coming back from that. And the Eagles were mercy, played mercy football in the second half, were nice about it, and only put up 24 points. So, huge gap between these two teams. And season's still there, though, for the Giants. And and look, are they going to do anything if they get to the playoffs? No. But I still think for a team that is trying to learn how to win and build a rebuild what had been at one point a proud culture for the New York Giants but has fallen on hard times in the last decade, you got to learn how to win. And... Brian Dable talks about resilience. Well, let's show it. And I hope if if they tied Washington when they played at home, coming off of the Giants having sort of a mini-buy, and Brian Dable coached conservatively and kind of seemed scared, scared to trust his, his quarterback, his football team, his offense, and all that. And I get that. But we need some of the more aggressive, confident Brian Dable that we saw in game one against the Tennessee Titans early in the season. We need that guy back and that style back. And whether it wins or it loses, play that way. Let's see what happens. On the road, Washington coming off a bye. Washington, a hot football team. The Giants have been losing lately. Go for it on fourth downs. Air it out and pass the ball. Pass on first downs when they're not expecting you every time to run the ball with Saquon up the middle and bash his face into the offensive line. We'll see what happens. But season still, opportunity to make the playoffs in front of the Giants. But Sunday was sobering from a talent standpoint for the Giants. Now, as for the Jets, see, here's the weird thing with the Jets. On the one hand, there's some positives, even in a loss. On the other hand, the sad part here, one of the positives is it really, you can see the talent there on this New York Jets football team and the gap between the, the Jets and the Bills, from a talent standpoint, that has, the, the gap is closing. The Jets have talent. But when you play a team like the Bills in nasty weather, in Buffalo, on the road, you can't make the stupid mistakes, the careless mistakes. The team that makes those mistakes will lose the football game. And so, you know, you look at the statistics. How about third downs? The Jets were 8 out of 17 on third downs. That's terrific. They held the Bills. How about this? Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, and that vaunted offense, guess what they were on third down? 2 out of 13. 2 out of 13. The Jets' defense holds the Bills to 2 out of 13 on third down. How about total plays run? 
The Jets ran 73 plays. And they had the ball for over 34 minutes. The Bills, they only ran 54 plays. They only had the ball for a little over, you know, uh, 20, roughly 25 and a half minutes. Jets had almost 10 minutes more. That's nine minutes more. Nine minutes more of possession time. Having the football. So then you ask yourself, they held Josh Allen to 130 yards of passing. And you look at it and you go, what happened? Well, Jets turned the ball over. Crushing Michael Carter fumble. I understand the effort there. Physical mistakes happen, but you have to take care of the ball. And then the momentum-changing play of this game in the first half when the Jets are stopping the Bills time after time after time, forcing punt after punt after punt. And then on fourth and one, when the Bills have no intention of going for it, and everyone knows that, and look, credit the Bills for running a formation that was deceptive and made it look to C.J. Mosley like they might try and go for it. But even still, C.J. Mosley is the mental leader of that Jets defense, a grizzled veteran from the Ravens, schooled the right way. He's smarter and better than that. You cannot, on fourth and one, when your defense is playing their guts out, get suckered into jumping off sides and jumping so far off sides, oh my God, you're, you're you know, jumping on over, uh, it looked like he was Skeets Nehemiah doing the hurdles into the backfield. Landing on Dawson Knox for an obvious penalty. And then Buffalo keeps the ball and they go on to score. That's the touchdown in the second quarter. It should have been 0-0 at the half, and instead Buffalo's winning 7 nothing. And it may not sound like a big deal. And the Jets, yes, do come back um, to score in this game, but it felt like a big deal, like a momentum-changing play. And in a game that ended up being a one-score game, 20-12, to that touchdown looms large, really big. Imagine if that's wiped off the board and the Bills only have 13 points and the Jets are faced with fourth and one inside the 10-yard line late in the game. Well, that's a very different situation, isn't it? Instead of kicking a field goal there, they're trying to win the game with a touchdown. Now, the other thing that I had a number of you questioning. I asked uh, if anybody had some questions they wanted to add to the program. And certainly there were a bunch of you 
who were tossing in with a question from the Jets. Here's one from Mike. He says, hey, Lori, my main question is, how dumb was it Bob Sala, Robert Sala, uh, when he when it was fourth and one on the 10-yard line and he decided to kick a field goal? Uh, Mike said, idiotic. I think it was actually on the nine-yard line. Idiotic, he says. Now, it is a problem when... You basically, Robert Sala got outcoached by Tony Romo from the booth at the end of the game. Romo correctly saying, when it's fourth and one and you're at the nine and you're dealing with the, you know, the end of the game, you're, and time's running out and you're figuring out how to deal with clock management. I know you can say, oh, you have to score twice, take the field goal here, but not when you're at the nine yard line and it's fourth and one, very makeable. Go convert the first down there quickly and and see if, therefore, and, and by the way, fourth and one, they're going to be trying to make sure that you don't score a touchdown. Bam Knight would have picked that up with the way he was running as a punishing runner in that situation. You pick it up, and then from there, I like the chances of trying to score a touchdown. And yes, then you you have to go with an onside kick and try and get the ball back and score. Or you have to, you know, after the onside kick, if they recover, then you have to try and stop them right away, get the ball back, and kick a field goal. But at least you're going for a field goal off of that, as opposed to having to go the length of the field with 30, 40, 50 seconds. And the probability is better. And then... Jets fans right in in also saying, why not go for the onside kick, which also Tony Romo was suggesting. Go for the onside kick there on a day when it was wintry conditions, snow mixed with rain and cold and a nasty field. You got a chance with an onside kick, right? Why not? Maximize your opportunities. So... Now, I'll give Robert Sala some credit here after the game. Whether he ends up being prophetic or not, he comes into the post-game presser, and when he gets asked, was this a missed opportunity? Because, you know, the media saw the same things we did, which is how this was a close and winnable game. The Jets just made some mistakes. It's not like they got thoroughly outplayed or anything. They just made the mistakes, and the Bills didn't, and that's the difference in this game. So is it a miss? Did it feel like a missed opportunity? And it did. But Robert Sala then went on to say, we will play this team again. And suddenly, we'll play this team again. The media, fans at home, everybody thinking, and he said the same message to his own players in the locker room, we'll play this team again. That means in order for that to happen, for the Jets to play the Bills again this season. That means Robert Sala just went on record saying the Jets are making the playoffs, and they'll play the Bills again in the playoffs. That's what he's saying there. And he said it with confidence, and he said it to his players. And so while the players could be hanging their heads, he instead had a roster that was kind of pumped up. Final point on this Jets game is Mike White. 
And yes, the Jets lose. Mike White, 27 for 44, 268 yards on a day when it was miserable conditions. No interceptions. And took a pummeling. Pressure 21 times. And we'll find out. Got taken to the hospital after the game. Had to come out of the game a couple times. And whether he ends up having bruised ribs, a broken rib, we'll find out. Don't know. But was in a phenomenal amount of pain. And so when we're trying to decide, is Mike White, the Jets seem, you know, is he the starting quarterback for the rest of the season? I've been saying for two weeks now, yes. Robert Sala hasn't declared that. But when you're trying to judge Mike White, he checked another box on Sunday, and that was the toughness box. Every NFL player is tough. Every quarterback is tough with all the hits, everything they take. But when you get hit in a way that it looks like you might have a broken rib and you're in that level of pain and you're still coming out there for your football team and your guys to show up like that, that's another box to check for Mike White. All right. Uh, Mike and James, Alex, Rob, Jim, I see you. When you get to your calls, 1241. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 